The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Wednesday, July 28th, and we are in the middle of training camp firing up around the NFL. This will be a training camp news and notes podcast with the super friends, Ryan Wilson and John Breach. What's up, boys? Hey, hey, hey. I feel like our friendship is extra super the week uh, that the teams report at training camp. Sure, I'll buy that. It's, uh, you know, the harsh reality of us spending all of our time together is certainly starting to seep in. What do you mean? Well, versus, you know, the all, again, this has been a very fast offseason. I've seen other people agree with that. Um, but, you know, I mean, we're about to spend a lot of e- late evenings together. I'll check a wow wow. Yeah, I mean, I've come to accept that realization. And therapy and meditation have helped me in the past, and I would assume it will help me going forward. I guess we haven't doing this for like a decade plus, Wilson. And the good thing is you can expense the therapy from hanging That's out right. with Brinson. I found that out. That's that right. Um, and Breach, if you have to uh, go to therapy because Wilson shamed you out of taking your vacation, that'd be it. <laughs> Newsflash, I'll be on vacation next week too. So, sorry. <laughs> in the spending, spending his week with his therapist. <laughs> In the feed, you can check out a rousing conversation on Aaron Rodgers' return to the Packers with our pal Jonathan Jones coming up. Much more training camp coverage. And don't forget to listen to this week's episode of All Things Covered to hear Patrick Peterson put his old boss. Oh, no. Your guy. Hi, my guy. He put him on blast. Tune in to find out why Pat P lost all respect for him. And something kind did think that was completely bogus. It's an explosive, scintillating episode of All Things Covered that also features a probable top five pick in next year's draft, Derek Stingley Jr. So go download and follow All Things Covered wherever you find this podcast. Hey, let me ask quickly, Debo, can you give a teaser on this? Because I'm actually curious. So I haven't listened to it yet. Now I'll have to. Stingley is a stud. No, not on Stingley. Yes, he is. But on Steve Kine. Hey, what's, what's, what's he ripping? I guess Kine. Okay. And when I, I write explosive, like I mean pretty explosive, like Pat kept going and I was like, whoa, like, you know, this is going to be headlines as he went to training camp. He just needed to get it off his chest, but it had to deal with how Kime handled Pat P's free agency. And it wasn't necessarily about not giving him a deal, but how uh, how he went about it, not mm. giving him a deal. Mm. All right. Looking forward to that. Very interesting. Brett, Breach, do you think it was similar to or completely different from the the situation Brinson went through when he got his new deal. 
Uh, very similar. Ah, <laughs> yeah, um, am I? Uh, I'm trying to do the. Are you Pat P? No, you're not. No, I'm. Um, I'm trying to do the math. I guess Steve was not the GM. I guess it was Rod Graves who drafted Pat P. That's how long Pat P was in Arizona. Yeah, because he's I think 30 now. But. Kime was with the organization. He's been with Arizona his whole career. Not, yeah, it's the only uh, only organization he's ever been right, with. Right, right. So he was, you know, it's not like there's familiarity there. It's not like he came in and was like, oh, you weren't my guy. I don't want you. It's He, he was yeah, there. He was the scout that drafted Pat P. And then thanks to uh, He was started. either in pro in pro personnel or I think he was in player. He's in player personnel. So, yeah, I mean, he was heavily involved in the Pat P thing. But he was maybe more of a guy who focused on the veterans, uh, you know, and, and adding them through not not necessarily through the draft process, but he was uh, for some period of time, I believe, the director of college scouting. So I'm sure he had his hand involved in it. What year is Pat P drafted? 2011. Oh, okay, yeah, that's right. Along with Cam Newton, AJ Green, Julio Jones, Jay Andrew Trump. Gregory Dalton. Yes. Yeah, so, well, we're talking about first rounders. Oh, uh, we should have been a first rounder. Dunk on you. Yeah, that's a great comeback. Brenton, he should have been a first rounder. That is a dunk on you, sir. That's a fantastic comeback. <laughs> he should have been, he wasn't even the te- your team's your the Bengals' first draft pick in that draft. What? Nor should he have been. Oh, he missed. <laughs> he missed. Oh, he may have pulled a hamstring or a yeah, little... and there is complete elation. Oh, they they wanted to draft Randy Bullock in the first But round, but didn't know. he end up having more playoff appearances than any other QB from that draft? How many did he win? Oh! I mean, it, it, we're, it, not, it, we're not here to talk wins. We're not here to talk nuts and bolts. Appearances. It's that, that's worse that he didn't win one. What? Can you so imagine the first playoff appearances of any quarterback in that in that draft class, and he didn't win a single one? What? <laughs> Would you rather have a million dollars five times in your life and go bankrupt every time, or never have a million dollars? Nah, I'm fine with other. Have a million dollars every time. Yeah, exactly. No, nah, I'm without. Dude, Breach what? is like that's not a comparison. I just needed you to agree with me. That's it. That's not even an accurate. Com- what you, what By the it? way, that's how Breach ended every high school debate when he was on the debate team. I just need you to agree with me. That's it. <laughs> gotcha. Breach is like Breach is like a little like squid. Like he just he squirts a bunch of ink in your face. You just get confused and you don't know what to say. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, I just needed you to agree with me. Thanks. Moving along. That's right. <laughs> He's not so much into debating the facts. It's just misdirection and confusion. That's correct. General chicanery. All right, let's move on to talk about the biggest story of the offseason. And one the- before we do quickly, I want to point out one of the comments we got recently on the Apple's Apple podcast is that we uh, waste too much time getting into things. So right before we get into Sean Watson, I want to point out that we were wasting too much time getting into Sean Watson. We're talking Aaron Rodgers first, but even worse. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I mean, we're inside. We're trying to get inside five minutes here. We got to six, but you know, what are you going to do? It's close. Aaron Rodgers shows up to camp. He actually showed up to camp in a very cool uh, uh, homage T-shirt. Is it homage? Homage? Yeah, homage. Yeah, homage. Yeah, homage, right. homage T-shirt. Homage. homage is right. Yeah. Uh, homage.com or homage, whatever it is. H-O-M-A-G-E. I, I don't know if they pronounce it the same way as the word. I would assume they do. Oh they make awesome shirts. They make great shirts. And this is a particular one. It's an NBA jam thing with Kevin from the office and a big bowl of chili. And Roger showed up wearing those, some gigantic sunglasses, his hair in a little man bun. This guy looks like he's been microdosing all offseason long, and that's perfectly fine. And, uh, and you know, I think if, if you're the Packers, 
you're happy you got your man. So I will ask you guys this. Uh, as we covered on the, J the JJ podcast, by the way, Rodgers is going to get a reworked contract. He's going to play in 2022, 2021, excuse me, for the Packers. They have voided, as Adam Schefter of ESPN first reported, the 2023 uh, year in his contract. And they're going to figure out some way, and we can get into the, the mechanics of this, but some way to ensure that he is traded if he wants to be traded next offseason or go to a different team and he will be able to pick his team according to reports and what's coming out of Green Bay. So I will ask you this. Breach. Who won the Aaron Rodgers offseason situation? Uh, I think based on what we know right this second, the Aaron Rodgers definitely didn't win. So I, I don't know that I'm going to call the Packers a winner, uh, but I think you can't look at the full scope of everything until after next season because if following the 2021 season, Aaron Rodgers gets traded to the Patriots or the Saints or or some awesome Broncos. team, that he, Broncos, some awesome team that he could win a Super Bowl with because these teams can plan for him now and now they'll have, you know, built up trade compensation uh, that they can go out and get him. So if he gets traded after 2021 to a team he wants and maybe he wins another Super Bowl, then you can say this all worked out for him because he's going to make this the last dance season with the Packers, have a good chance of winning the Super Bowl, and then continue with another team like he wants to and maybe win a Super Bowl. Uh, so Aaron Rodgers could win this, but I, right now I'd say the Packers are in the lead, and that's because, look, they have Aaron Rodgers in camp. Who uh, the lead? Who won? I don't know what race he's watching. Go ahead. The Packers have their star quarterback in camp. They know they're going to get rid of him after 2021, which is this timeline had to happen no matter what. Because uh, if it doesn't, then you're just wasting Jordan Love's contract. If Aaron Rodgers had stuck around past 2021, then you completely Race. what? Using that logic that the Patriots should have never drafted a quarterback while Tom Brady was there. He just kept. Yeah, they didn't trade up in the first round of the draft to take a quarterback while Tom Brady was there, Ryan. So That's you're what the Packers did. You, you. Make one mistake by getting rid of Aaron Rodgers down the road so you can mask the other mistake of trading up for Jordan Love. Well, they don't, they're not saying that's a mistake. The Packers do not think I'm saying from the Packers mind frame, you get Aaron Rodgers for a season. Uh, if you trade Aaron Rodgers after 2021, you're going to get a bunch of draft picks in return. You're going to have your starting quarterback set. We don't know if Jordan Love's any good. You're not giving Aaron Rodgers any more money. And really, the only thing you did here was void a 2023 season that he wasn't going to be here to play anyway. So I don't see how you could call the Packers losers here. I think Aaron Rodgers is a winner. He came in on his own terms. Mark, What um, terms? Mark, he gets out of here after next he year. He gets Randall Cobb. That's the only term he's gotten. He gets out next year. He gets every bit of the money he was going to have coming to him. He made Mark Murphy and Brian Gutekunst have to basically uh, sing his praises during the shareholders meeting on Monday. Uh, and then he comes moonwalking back wearing that dumb T-shirt and those Doc Brown glasses from, from Back to the Future and a man bun. I mean, that's where I, the glasses were from. Good call. Yeah. And here's the other thing. You said this, I think, last week, Breach. Brett Favre, there's still some sort of sour uh, not sour grapes, but there's some ill will between Brett Favre and the Packers, the fans, about the way he left and kept unretiring and retiring and sort of making things difficult for Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is getting a clean break now, and there's not going to be any ill will towards him. It'll be towards the organization should he get traded to Denver or wherever, and then Jordan Love ends up being terrible. I, I think Aaron Rodgers comes out looking much better than had he decided to be a jerk and just hold out just to be for the sake of being a jerk. Yeah, I agree with that. I just don't think that makes him the winner. I don't think that makes him the winner. It does. I don't think the Packers are the winner. It makes they get him a winner more. over Brett Favre. 
What? Yeah. Look, Aaron Rodgers gets to play. This is the best place for Aaron Rodgers to play in 2021. The Packers went 13 and three the last two years. They but have- he's playing for a team he didn't want to play for at all. Who cares if he wins a title? He won't care. He'll be thrilled. It'll be second Super Bowl title. And He'll if he fall- doesn't win a title or if it doesn't even make it to the NFC title game, then is the season a failure? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of teams would say that. Well, if you have Aaron Rodgers, you've been in the NFC title game two years in a row, and all of a sudden you get knocked out in the division around the playoff. It's just they have a very high bar. He's playing for a team he didn't want to play for. How are you aware if you're playing for a team you don't want Do to play know? for? You don't, he never said anything during the offseason. Do we know he didn't want to pay, play for him? He likes had- the team, and he likes Matt LaFleur. He hates ownership, a.k.a. Mark Murphy, and he doesn't like the GM. Brian Gutekunst, because they drafted Jordan Love and spited him and then wouldn't give him what he wanted. And then he asked, he said, I want to get out on my own terms. And they let him do that. That's exactly what this contract does. It lets him leave on his own terms. He gets one more year in Green Bay, and then he can find a new place to play unless maybe he wins a Super Bowl and he decides to stay. He he gets he gets to do this on his own terms. I, I don't see why people think like Prisco was so he's like, no, because he's playing for Green Bay this year. Those aren't his own terms. In his ideal world, he is not playing for the Packers this year. Do we know that though? I it was pretty clearly reported multiple times by multiple reporters at multiple networks. They want to keep Rogers here, so sure. But they weren't gonna trade him. They okay, never- let me ask you this. Did Aaron Rodgers want to play in Green Bay in 2021? I think if Aaron Rodgers, I think if 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 the Packers said we will release you from your contract, Aaron Rodgers would not be playing in Green Bay in 2021. Here's my point simply. The Packers got what they wanted. Aaron Rodgers is going to be their quarterback this year. Aaron Rodgers did not get what he wanted. He wanted out right now. He has to play quarterback for this team that he didn't want to play for. I don't disagree that I don't I'm, think a clear cut one side wins. I mean, there's, there's I'm no, not convinced like Aaron Rodgers. We, I've been saying this whole, and I was the 5% guy that he was going to even play at all this year for the Packers, but I'm not convinced he just wasn't being vindictive. And like we had said in previous weeks, he wanted to see Murphy and Gutekunst squirm at the shareholders meeting. And then miraculously he came moonwalking back in. Apparently I think Schefter or someone else reported that, that his agent and, and the team were actually negotiating the, the concessions, quote unquote, that we are now talking about during the actual shareholders meeting. But I feel like if Aaron Rodgers didn't want to do something, he wouldn't, have, he wouldn't have done it. This wasn't like Deshaun Watson showing up at Houston not to get fined, which is what he did with the no intention of playing this year for the Texans. I just feel like I, I just don't feel like Aaron Rodgers lost. Yeah, I didn't say he lost. That was that was uh, that's how I started my whole thing. I said I don't think there was a loser, but I don't think Aaron Rodgers is the winner. Well, I think both sides probably won in what is ultimately considered a realistic compromise. The Packers weren't going to trade him. Aaron Aaron Rodgers realized that. Uh, Aaron Rodgers did not want to play for the Packers after this year. The Packers realized that. So they found a nice middle ground. But, I mean, given the way that the NFL operates and how often teams get what they want versus what players get what they want, I feel like – I mean, the Packers had – the Packers had, as as JG pointed out yesterday – why couldn't the Packers just be like, no, you're playing. We're not shaving off your contract. We're not giving you more money. We're not giving you what you want. Rodgers got some. He also, uh, yeah, I mean, exactly. Why are they trading for Randall Cobb reportedly? I mean, you say no, show up and play if, if you don't care about how the, you know, Aaron Rodgers' feelings or whether he may actually. The, that's really the big concession they got. Aaron Rodgers is like, look, you guys have been screwing me over with all these moves. We, we, you know, we've listed the moves, whether it's cutting some of Rodgers' friends, whether it was cutting Jake Kumaro the day after Aaron Rodgers said this guy has looked awesome in training camp. There, Those have been some issues are the personnel issues, and I'm sure that was Rodgers. This is like putting his foot down and saying, look, if there's any chance of coming back, 
you got to get my boy Randall Cobb in here and you got to prove to me that you're going to at least listen to what I'm saying. And, and so how did Rogers not win if that's the case? Because he he's playing for the team he doesn't want to play for. He didn't take a pay cut. He gets to get out a year early. He didn't make. He's not making any more money. He's making the same amount. He's he one of the highest paid players in the league. Breach. I mean, they turned. They offered him a new deal previously. He turned it down. So it's not like he couldn't have gotten more money. He's. I just I, feel like if they didn't care about him, they'd say, "Be here, or we'll find you." I think Aaron Rodgers is would prefer to play somewhere else. Don't get me wrong, but I think he's okay. This gives him the best chance to win a Super Bowl, and then turn around and be like, "F you, well, I'm out." Do you think he'd win? He think he'd leave if he won a Super Bowl? I don't know the answer. To do, that. do we know if he's? And we don't know if he's going to get a no trade clause. What if the Packers ship him off to Houston next March? The, then, well, then is Aaron Rodgers a winner? The way that it's been framed is that Aaron Rodgers will have the ability to decide where he plays next year. Now, and by the way, he is not a winner if he gets traded to Houston. Just so we're clear. Okay. <laughs> now, now let me just ask you that, Brent, because you know, like I've read those reports also. And if you're framing it that way, and I, I cannot imagine there's any situation where Green Bay is going to cut him and let him pick at, it, because then they get no compensation in return. So I think this is going to have to be a trade. And if you're letting Rodgers pick, say say the Patriots are willing to offer one first-round pick because Belichick is stingy, but they want Rodgers, but they're not going to overpay. And the Texans call up and say, we'll give you three first-round picks. Like, you think the, the Packers are going to play Kate Rogers and say, yeah, we told you we, you would go wherever you wanted. Nah, we're taking the three first round picks that Houston offered us. Cause that's way better. You know, so, like there's it's dicey. It's just a dicey thing. So, here, so this is, and this is what I mentioned to JJ too. And I would anticipate that this gets built in um, at some, at some point, like the, well, this gets leaked out at some point. Once the new, the, the actual details of the restructured contract come out and we'll, who knows how long it'll take to actually put that together. They've clearly come together on a framework for it, but I would anticipate that what you see built into the con- the new restructured contract is some sort of mechanism to force the Packers hand, which would mean that I don't know if it's a, I don't know if it'd be a no trade clause or it's a trade approval. Or like the poison pill where you have a, a huge amount of money become guaranteed at a certain point that the Packers would have to get rid of them before that. Or, or if he's not traded, if he's still on the Packers roster by three days before the new league year in 2022 starts, his 2022 uh, contract year automatically voids. In other words, that gives the Packers not a full year, but you know, I mean, nine months, give or take, to line up a suitor to come get Rodgers. And then the thing about this is he might want to go to Denver. He definitely doesn't want to go to Houston. But if the Dolphins come calling, two looks okay or two is not good, or, or the Panthers come calling or the Patriots come calling, there's going to be, a, again, this is a good point by JJ, there's a long, there's a long amount, of, a lengthy amount of time for all of these teams who might want to come get Rodgers to put together packages. And so I would guess that there's something in the contract where Rodgers has to sign off on it. It's not going to be, you know, he's going to be motivated to play well this season. That's this is where it's a win-win for both sides because because he's never not motivated though. It's never a situation where he's had a lot of stuff happen to him off the field and he doesn't show up with a chip on his shoulder and just goes off. Right, but I, what I'm saying is that if he comes up, if he comes out this season and goes off like he did last season, or even shoot seventy percent of what he did last season, eighty percent of what he did last season there are going to be a lot of teams that want to get him for 2021 because you know, he's going to come back motivated to screw the backers over. So I think it's not going to be a shortage of teams willing to offer something in exchange for Aaron Rodgers. And while I do agree with your point that the Texans could, you know, here's five first round picks, even though they don't have them. Um, you know, 
I think there'll be a, I think there'll be mechanisms built in to force the Packers' hand if Aaron Rodgers wants him forced, and to ensure that Aaron Rodgers isn't going somewhere he doesn't want to go. And the reason I believe that is what we've seen from Aaron Rodgers and the Packers is that they kind of screwed him over before. You know, they he signed this most recent contract thinking, yes, oh, it's a you know great great deal for everybody, and then they're like, J.K., we got we got Jordan Love, and so I would expect that. He's not going to do this on a gentleman's handshake agreement type of thing. Right. And, I, you know, one other interesting thing is by the time people listen to this podcast on Wednesday, there's a chance we'll know the answer to this question. But this contract is not hammered out yet. You know, we, we saw Schefter tweeting about it on Monday. It is now, you know, a full day, full day and a half later. There's no contract in hand yet. Aaron Rodgers hasn't signed anything as of late Tuesday afternoon. And so it, we don't know the details. We don't know if he's going to have a no trade clause. We don't know how the mechanisms are going to be put in place so that guarantees the Packers have to trade him somewhere that he wants to go, that he's going to have the final say over. And so once all those things come out, if he gets everything he wants in that situation, then he becomes even more of a winner. But I think we do <laughs> all agree that neither sides are a loser here. But you yeah, know who's a loser? Blake Bortles. Oh, uh, you stole it. I was going to steal your joke and use it, on, use it against you. Blake Bortles got cut. That's what Breach is saying. I, I didn't know he's the backup. To be honest with you. So is Jordan Love? Is Tim Doyle still on the team? I wonder. Is that the the Doyle that's on there? I can't remember. Uh, yeah, he was the backup last year. Right. Yeah, I mean, they, and the, the goal of the of the Bortles thing was just to give him some some somebody with playing experience who could oh, dang. bail them out. If no, no one thought he was going to be the starter, but uh, Doyle's gone. Dang it, Kurt Pinkert's still there, and Jake Jacob. Dolagala is on the roster. You know where Jacob Dolagala played? If you know this, Brentson, I'll give you five dollars because you might know it. Then I'd be feel bad if I said a hundred. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to pan. I'm not going to play little games if it's just for. If it's just for uh, Jacob Dolagala, he used to play for the Bengals. Oh, he did. He did. He I, I do know that. Do you I don't know where he went to college though. Now, is this is this a good time to point out that before this podcast, you guys tried to mock me? And and D, you and Debo were trying to have a little fun at my expense. We're like, we oh, did. We had a great time. Name this this rapper. Who's this rapper? And I asked for it to be played three times, which is standard for like spelling. So you could fire up Shazam. Go yeah. ahead, fire up Shazam. Ridiculous. I need to listen to it, pay attention to it, and then I said, "What year was it?" You gave me the year, and bam, nailed it. Central Connecticut State. That's where he went. Oh, I would not have gotten that. No. Um. So yeah, I mean, I. Oh, by the way. I don't know. Did uh, I hope that Mike Florio didn't cost everybody too many people too much money? He didn't know. He he said Vegas and Vegas Vegas is who you should say. I hope they didn't cost people too much money because they actually were taking bets that he wasn't coming back. I believe, right? So I um, I went and uh, I was able to get down some money on the Packers uh, right when this news broke on a. Hold on a second. Finish this thought, then I have a question for you. On a, on a website. That's fine. What what would you get? Here's what I got. I got. Uh, I'm going to say this in units because it's rude to discuss monetary dollars. Let's see where are they. I got two. Oh no, I ended up getting uh, to win ten units. Packers to win the NFC North. Do you know what it was at? You can't just say ten dollars. <laughs> what was it at? Plus two twenty-five. So, Breach, let me ask you something. Do you remember the first ice cold 
Bud Light take that Brinson had? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm firmly against that now, obviously. I do not. I would love for you to refresh my memory. It has something to do with yelling and, yelling and screaming about no matter whether Aaron Rodgers comes back, the Minnesota Vikings and Kirby Cousins are going to win the division. Oh, I do remember that. And so, but now, if he still stands by that take, now's the time to bet them. Now that we know Rodgers coming back, the Vikings' odds are, are you're going to make more money if the Vikings win the division. I was going to say he should donate. I also, got, I also got a full unit in on the Green Bay Packers to win the Super Bowl. Would you like oh, to so guess? Would you like to guess what the odds were? You just gave up on the ball. Uh, I would say 25 to 1 plus 2,500 would be my guess. Wait, that was right before or right after the news? Before the Rodgers news. 40 to 1. What? Yes. Good but Lord. I can actually cash it out for, because this particular website offers a cash out option. I can cash it out for uh, double my money right now. Should I do wow. it? Should I yes. How, you how should many, do, you cash it out and put it on the Vikings. How many put units your money did where you, your mouth is, Brinson. How many units did you invest? And unit stands for dollars. <laughs> uh, I have a full unit invested on the Packers to win the Super Bowl, and uh, 4.5 units invested on the Packers to win the division. Hmm. I can cash the Packers unit out for if I put down uh, 2.22 units, I can cash it out for 3.71 right now. So, let's do, see, do you actually think the Packers are going to win the Super Bowl? Because if yeah. not, I would cash it out. Take the winnings right. and bet those on two longer shot teams that you think. So now you have two, you spread your bets out with pure profit. So I think it's like basically an algorithm how this works. Um, because now the it was, uh, oh, they have odds on Aaron Rodgers' next team 2022 up on this website. I'd take Denver right now. Denver's four to one, Packers oh. six to one, 49ers eight to one, Rams 10 to one. Pats fifteen to one, Raiders fifteen to one, Steelers Steelers. The Steelers are really interesting. They don't have the money. Ooh. What do you mean they don't have the money? I guess you can find the money. You have a year to figure it out. I mean, if you're Pittsburgh and you put together a packet, it's in the AFC. It's a team that's going to compete for a championship, probably year in and year out with the talent base that they have on that roster. I would love to have him as a starting quarterback, but do you? So, are you giving up three first round picks for thirty eight year old at the time Aaron Rodgers? He'll be thirty eight in December. I think you get away with two. I mean, How three for him? I don't know. Here's the thing: is that Aaron, if, if we, again we need to see the contract details when they come out, because if Aaron Rodgers does have control over where he goes and can ultimately you know squash offers from Houston or whoever else, that minimizes where you, like the 49ers have no business being on this list. All right, let me ask you this: Are is anyone right now giving up two first rounds? Is that? anyone right now giving up two first round picks for Tom Brady? Uh, yeah. You think so? I don't know. He's, four, he's 44, whatever he is. What about one first-round pick in Ben Roethlisberger? Tom Brady would get murdered in Pittsburgh behind that offensive line. He wouldn't stand a chance. Um, I, I just think – I think th – but this is sort of my point, is that when you give this amount of time, when you open it up, it it creates more opportunities for teams to jump in. The, the Steelers have no – the 40, again, the 49ers just drafted Trey Lance – they have no business being on this list unless they're trading. This is why Aaron Rodgers, in my mind, is also a winner. More teams can now compete. For sure. And if he's allowed to pick. But if you're the Packers, you probably still don't want to have him in the NFC. So I do think there is going to be a list where the Packers say, look, you can go to almost any team, but here's our list of teams we're not going to trade you to because they're not just going to agree. Like, they're going to trade them to the Vikings. Would, so, they, trade to, would they trade him to Detroit? Because I would. I mean, three <laughs> picks? Yeah, I mean, Rodgers wouldn't. No, the but, Packers. But I, 
I'm the Packers, I'm like, yeah, absolutely. The Lions, Detroit, Lions are 101 to get uh, to get Aaron Rodgers. The only teams with lower odds are the Bills and the Chiefs. Bills 151, Chiefs 201. I mean, the Chargers aren't going <laughs> to trade for him. The Bengals aren't going to trade for Breach, him. Would you trade Joe Burrow for Aaron Rodgers in a first round pick? No. You get a first round pick back with Aaron Rodgers, or you? No, get- I'm sorry. The the Burrow and a first rounder for Aaron Rodgers. Like the Bengals are giving up a first round pick and Joe Burrow to get oh. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. No. Would you do that, Brenton? No, I would want a first round pick with Aaron Rodgers back for Joe Burrow. Well, you just said he's going to get two first round picks. And you know what's funny? You mentioned the Steelers. Burrow. Let me ask you this: Do you think the Browns would be no. interested? He's going to play. Baker's going to play well this year. He's going to Baker doesn't have million. a contract extension. What if he struggles? What if he's average? Doesn't struggle. Not great. He's just average in 2021. Also, the only hesitation, like old school Bengal, old school Browns, excuse me. Absolutely. But like analytics Browns, I don't know if Sashi Brown, for example, would think that would make sense. That's fair. But I do think it's you can make the case that um, our buddy Ken Carmen will probably hear this some way in. I'd be absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Ken Carmen does hear it. I think you make the case that you would rather have Aaron Rodgers for two peak years then and again this is not assuming i think baker will be very good this year and would you rather pay aaron Rodgers 40 million dollars or baker mayfield 40 million dollars yeah yeah but again you got to figure things out in two years after that though because you can sign baker for five years or four years whatever it is so one more thing that sort of dovetails into this too uh, after this season, Jordan Love will be eligible for an extension, and it's entirely likely that he'll never have taken a single meaningful snap in a regular season game. That's a bit of a a, a bugaboo as well, a boggle, if you will. Okay. I watched Demolition Man recently. That's when. What'd you watch? Demolition Man. You know, oh just- my gosh! I don't think it's a- it's after the 2022 season, Brenton. You have to play for three years. Oh, this is just a second year in it. Yeah, yeah. Feels uh, like it's been. Yeah. Like so they, but I mean, it's still, it's still an issue because he'll, even if you trade Aaron Rodgers, you're only going to have one season of Jordan Love, and you know, like if he's average, it's basically his rookie year because it's for his first year playing, and then you have to make a decision of whether you know pick up his fifth year option, give him an extension. It's it, it's going to get a little dicey. I mean, the bottom line is whether or not you think Aaron Rodgers won, or the Packers won, or whoever else it is, Maud Maud and Beulahville, Wisconsin won. Um, she won. The, the Packers botched this. Not going to breach Rogers, by giving Aaron Rodgers his extension and then drafting Jordan Love when they thought Aaron Rodgers was done. They misevaluated the entire Aaron Rodgers situation from start. Why to- did I, I keep hearing that? Why do they think Aaron Rodgers is done again? He wasn't great in 2018. All right, or 2019, excuse me. Okay. It, but it was a first year with Matt LaFleur, and he hadn't been great in 2018. I think, there, remember, uh, Bull Bleep, Bleep, Bleeper uh, wrote that story where Aaron Rodgers wasn't a top 10 quarterback coming into 2020. And, he and wrote, then he got fired and had to go to law school. We know how that turned yeah. out. Exactly. He got fired and had to go to law school. Well, I mean, they did go 6-9-1 and one in 2018. And although Rodgers, 25 touchdown passes, two interceptions, you know, some people could say, oh, his numbers were were crazy. But, okay, well, if his numbers were crazy, why were they so bad? And I think the biggest knock on him in 2018 was that he was just so hesitant. You know, he only threw two interceptions, and part of the reason was that he was just afraid to throw interceptions, it seemed like. He was throwing the ball away all the time. Uh, and I think the Packers were just thinking, hey, we got a new head coach. Maybe it's time to get some new blood in here. 
And then, uh, you know, I don't know how you justify drafting. You know, if they had drafted Jordan Love after that 6-9-1 season, nobody's saying anything because it, it would have made sense. But then you go 13-3 and three with a new head coach with Rodgers who, you know, looks good, and then you draft Jordan Love. That's why it doesn't make sense. Also, they had just given – like, he wasn't going anywhere until after this season. So you don't draft Jordan Love after the 2019 season. You draft him after the 2020 or 2021 season. You know, I mean, like at, at the 2020 at the earliest, because, you know, based on the contract that you gave Aaron Rodgers, how long he is definitely going to be with the team. So wait one more year. Now, the only tangential benefit of the contract and the Jordan Love draft, and this seems unfair to give the Packers credit for, because <clears throat> it's basically like a blind, blind hog finding an acorn. They managed wait, to- Wait, what's that from? I just heard that. Where did I, I heard that yesterday. Dad's my dad says it all the time. Oh, because I've always I've always heard blind squirrel. I heard blind blind hog yesterday. Can't remember where I heard it. All right, go ahead. Um, the only benefit is that the Packers managed to motivate Aaron Rodgers into having a, an MVP season. Like, do you think he would have had as good a year last yes. year, regardless of Jordan Love? Yes, okay. I think he's motivated by vindictiveness. We've said that before. Sure. He would have found something to piss him off. Yeah, I uh, yeah I agree. With that. I don't think he was. I mean, it was a second year with a new with a head new head coach and a new system after playing in one system his entire career in Green Bay. So sure, it's entirely possible. And um, as a result, uh, the Packers box this. That's the bottom line. Do hogs eat acorns? Yes, blind right. anyway. Never seen uh, that. Coming up after the break, what will happen with Deshaun Watson? We will tell you next. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived, thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance. Clutch Athletics and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Deshaun Watson's... uh... Weird. So obviously Deshaun Watson and his situation, it is a delicate tightrope to walk, uh, not just as teams are interested in trading for him, not just for teams, not just for the Texans trying to trade him, um, but also, you know, look, when you're analyzing the NFL, it is a difficult thing to talk about because like it is like is always the case with these matters. There is there's sort of two silos here. There's the football silo, which is a part of this. This is a football podcast. We are going to talk about football and how it relates to, you know, what, what they're going to do <laughs> on the field. There's also the, you know, obvious human silo of this and what's going on off the field and the allegations that have been brought against Deshaun Watson in civil complaints. And so it's, it's, it's really, it's hard to talk about it because you start to go into the football part of it, which is what we're going to do. And then you find yourself, I mean, at least I do. I know what I do on radio. You find yourself wanting to be like, well, and just by the way, like, of course, what's going on off the field 
is a bigger deal, but it, you, you know what I mean? It's a difficult thing to talk. Well, about. I think the yeah. problem, the problem is that when you talk about it, not you, but really anybody talking about the Deshaun Watson situation is that it can come across like you're downplaying what is happening off the field. And, and no one is trying to do that. You know, let's be clear. He is facing 22 separate civil lawsuits that are alleging sexual misconduct and or sexual assault. Uh, he now has 10 criminal complaints filed against him with the Houston police. Eight of them are people who filed a lawsuit against them. Two of them are people who are not involved in these lawsuits, just two separate people. And so that's where we are is Deshaun Watson has a very complicated legal situation right now. And it's complicated in the sense that it complicates his football future. It complicates his uh, off the light, you know, his off the field. He's in this box and, you know, nobody knows how this is going to end up. No, that's right. And yeah, the fact that we don't talk about the off field stuff doesn't mean that we don't think it's serious. This we don't know a lot. And honestly, at least for me, I don't want to say something that I will later regret because I don't know what I'm talking about. So breach, as you know, there are 22 separate civil lawsuits that allege sexual misconduct or assault. And that that's, that's what we know. Um, the lawyers for both sides haven't been saying a whole bunch recently. No. So if that's the case, I'm not going to try to figure out what they should do legally or what Sean Watson, his future may hold from a legal perspective, because I'm the exact wrong person to talk to about that. Uh, I would say this on the legal perspective that Mike, (laughs) I just said, I'm not a lawyer. Here comes Brenton. (laughs) I pointed out what I think is a very interesting fact about the legal perspective of it is that Mike Garofalo reported on NFL network um, that Deshaun Watson is declining to sign a non-disclosure agreement, NDA is what they're called in the legal biz or just in the contract biz, um, and wants to not have that as part of this package, which is extremely rare for an accusee. For uh, when you have a settlement. It's, a, it's rare in settlement situations. Well, right. When you do the settlement, all parties usually agree to an NDA, so you can't talk about it publicly. And if you do, you violate the... The, the financial stipulations or there, you know, if, if you're if in Deshaun Watson's case, there would be um, financial ramifications. If he talked about it, he doesn't want to sign the NDA. And this is ostensibly because he wants to, once a settlement is reached, be able to give his side of the story. And that is apparently what's holding up these settlements. Now, the logic there is that presumably the logic is if you're Deshaun Watson, you want to be able to tell your side of the story because you don't want the NFL to come in and say, tell us what you know. He's like, I can't say anything. And they're like, all right, well, you're suspended six games. That's that's the presumed, presumed logic there. Hmm. Um, I, I don't know. And I don't now. The problem is if you're these alleged victims, you don't want to file these lawsuits, go through this whole process deal with the legal stuff surrounding all of this and then settle for some financial amount and then give Deshaun Watson the ability after you signed an NDA to go out and talk publicly about what happened in these cases. Which which then kind of tries the case through the media after already going through everything you already went through. Correct. And, you know, in theory, it, it all depends on the specifics of what exactly is being discussed. But in theory, um, at that point, somebody, you know, he could he could use names, et cetera, et cetera. So that it becomes very tricky in that regard. My initial read on it when, because uh, on Monday morning, all this stuff started getting leaked out in various NFL weekly columns. And when, when you know, it's being leaked out like this in multiple NFL Monday morning columns, 
you know, it's coming from the same source, right? And this is the Texans are finally willing to trade Deshaun Watson for three first round picks. My initial inclination when those leaks started coming out, those reports started coming out, was that the Texans had been in touch with Watson's camp and had been informed or been in touch with the NFL one of the two or both of the two and had been informed that there would likely not be, or there, there was some likely resolution coming in this matter at talking to some people. Maybe that's not quite the case. And this is still a little ways off. Deshaun Watson is reported to camp. He doesn't want to be fined. He has not been placed on the commissioner's exemplist. So the, the NFL has declined to use that on him. That's a little surprising. I, I guess I wonder, do you guys think that it's notable breach that the Texans and it's clearly from the Texans that the Texans leaked this out, that they're finally willing to trade Watson. Well, I think number one, it's interesting. He's not on the commissioner's exempt list because the NFL is also investigating him. And if they thought, uh, you know, this case doesn't look great, then you put him on the list so that everybody can kind of put that to the side and say, all right, Deshaun Watson doesn't have to be at training camp because he can't practice. Uh, you open up a roster spot for the Texans, and then you just leave him there until the legal situation plays itself out. That would be the easiest thing for the NFL to do, but the NFL hasn't done that. And so if you're a team that is interested in acquiring Watson, you're thinking, all right, well, that's it's uh, good that the NFL has not put him on the commission exemplist because, look, the NFL does not want bad publicity. So if they really thought this was going to leave a black eye, they put him on that list right now. So I think they feel like they have to investigate some more. And so now you're the Texans. Why would you leak, you know, what you want? Because you're saying, look, we're open for business. But then to have less than 24 hours later, having, uh, you know, Rusty Harden, Deshaun Watson's attorney come out and say, hey, yeah, there are these 10 criminal complaints that are also pending on top of the lawsuits. Uh, if I'm another team, that scares me a little bit, especially because I'm thinking there is no way I'm giving the Houston Texans three first round draft picks for a guy who has 10 criminal complaints pending against him and so uh, maybe the Texans leak this just because they want to get the ball rolling on some dialogue because I think we heard multiple times this offseason that there hadn't been a lot of teams hadn't reached out to the Texans so you know Houston can't trade them if no one's calling and so by leaking that out all of a sudden you have teams calling I don't think Deshaun Watson's going to get traded for three first round picks I think it's going to be lower than that I think maybe two first round picks, but just because of the legal situation, I don't think the Texans are going to hit their asking price. It's like you go in and you say, I want a million dollar salary. They bounce back with $50,000. And then, you know, you find like the, the middle ground, you just ask for something so exorbitant that the middle ground is something where you still feel good about what you're going to get. Because just because of the legal situation, I don't think the Texans actually think they're going to get three first round picks because unless the NFL comes out and says, this guy's clear. He's not going to get punished. I don't see as a team how you could risk three first-round picks uh, and give the Texans what they want to get Watson. Plus, you're dealing with the Texans, who historically <laughs> always get the short end of the stick when it comes to to doing deals. Actually, I think you're right, Breach. I think it's going to be hard. But two first-round picks is actually a lot. Two first-round picks and players a lot. And for all the talking that um, the front office did and the, and the new coaching staff did about Deshaun Watson's our guy. There's a reason they signed Tyrod Taylor. There's a reason they drafted Davis Mills in the third round. They knew where this was going, even as we were sort of finding out day by day more women coming forward. Uh, Deshaun's showing up now, so he doesn't get fined. He's pulling the marsh on. But I think um, – I don't think he plays for – I mean, he's not playing for the Texans. Like He's not going to play for the Texans again. It's just a matter of when it actually happens and how, how much things heat up in terms of the teams that are interested. And we talked previously – when we were talking about the Texans last week, um, 
The Eagles are interested. The Dolphins make some sense. I don't know where they're at in terms of Tua. The Broncos, Kareem Jackson, who played with Deshaun in Houston, is now in Denver. I uh, said on, on Aqib Tlaib's podcast, Deshaun told him he wants to go to Denver. And um, I think we mentioned Carolina previously, too, as a possible landing spot. So, um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. You're breaking more news in terms of the previous quarterback conversation, I see. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Jake Dolagala has been released by the Green Bay. So, sorry, Central Connecticut State. You lost one. And one other thing about Deshaun here is that, look, he showed up to training camp. That's only because he doesn't want to get fined $50,000. I think the interesting thing we're going to see, though, is, is he going to actually practice? Because if you're the Texans and you do not plan on playing this season, I don't think he, there's a chance Deshaun Watson Can you plays get for the fined for, for holding in, for showing well, up? Well, no. To- I, that's what I'm saying is that, will the Texans just say, yeah, we don't want you to practice. Why don't you I just- wouldn't practice if I were him. I'm not going out there getting hurt. No, but if you're the tech, Deshaun Watson shouldn't want to practice, but oh, the I Texans see. should say, we don't want you to practice because uh, you're our trade bait and we're not going to risk you getting injured because then, you know, no one's going to give us anything. And so I think both sides should want him to sit out. So I think that will be interesting. Uh, by the time you listen to this podcast, the Texans, I think will have had their first practice of training camp. And so we'll know if Deshaun Watson is actually uh, practicing. Yeah, using that logic, though, he shouldn't even be. Don't even let him drive to work and have a chance for a car accident. <laughs> just stay at home. Sit in your house and just wait, and we'll we'll make this happen. Yeah, stay at home. We're not going to find you. Don't worry about any of this. I do think that you're onto something, Breach, in terms of the finding the middle ground with the trade offer. If you're the Texans, you have to realize you're not getting three first-round picks and multiple players from Deshaun Watson. So that may be why this got leaked out is, okay, we do think there's got to be some resolution at some point. Because if you're Deshaun Watson, you don't want to miss this entire season. You know that you can find a landing spot. Somebody will be in, like the Panthers will get back in on Deshaun Watson if he's cleared by the NFL. I firmly believe that. Huh, interesting. What's that? That's interesting. I thought they were going to give Sam Darnold kick those tires and see what they got there. I think they. Hey, you guys want Sam Darnold back too? I I don't think they would. That's true. I think Deshaun Watson is a unique talent, so they would be willing to uh, operate a little bit differently and a little more aggressively if he is, if he is in fact clear by the NFL, I, I just think there's gonna be a lot of teams that will be willing to do that. So by the way, quickly, it's worth noting. Uh, you mentioned Garofalo earlier, Mike Garofalo. He mentioned last week, maybe the week before that he didn't think the NFL was going to weigh in in terms of any sort of suspension or anything. And uh, at least before the start of the season. So that's also something to keep in mind when you're trying to figure hey, out these trade things. You know who we should ask Debo. Our resident Eagles fan, mm. knowing Deshaun Watson's legal situation right now, you don't know if he's going to be suspended. Uh, and as Ryan just mentioned, the NFL is not necessarily – they don't know if they're going to punish him. So he might play all 16 games. He might be suspended for 10 games. You literally have no idea how many first-round picks would you give up for Deshaun Watson for the Eagles to get him uh, for this season, not knowing how many games he's going to be available for. My answer is zero. I want zero parts of Deshaun Watson. Uh, Devo, you are the type of person, good-hearted, high moral fiber. <laughs> I feel like, all right, so what do you think an average Eagle fan would give up? You know, the lower fiber version. Of this, this <laughs> all right, if, you, if you're going the opposite spectrum, there, there's a portion of the fan base, and I think it's going to cause a lot of division within in some of the fan base. But, no, I, I do not want to root for Deshaun Watson if we take everything away, then yeah, you're, you're trading three, four picks, everything that they've collected over the past six months or, or over the past couple of years, honestly. But we, we can't just ignore everything that you guys have talked about for the past 15 minutes. 
What is your reaction when you open your phone and you see that the football team has traded three first round picks for Deshaun Watson? I think he's still the second best quarterback in the division after Jalen Hurts. Oh, <laughs> oh my. No. After after Dak, I argued with with BMAC about this yesterday. I know you guys gave me some flack during the postseason when I had Deshaun down the list, just in terms of like pure football before all this other stuff came about. Um, yeah, I, I just I actively do not want it to happen, and I hope they give Jalen Hurts a chance. If if that does not work out, there's there's other options out there. All right, I respect that. You'd be like okay Aaron Rodgers. Nice. Yeah, you I mean, right. The, the situation with Rodgers, you know, I, I acknowledge that the Eagles are a rebuilding team. So for him, the fit there and and the win now isn't as, you know, it, it's not as good of a destination for Rodgers where you can take time to build with someone like Watson because of his age. No concern about the prickly personality, sort of like the Carson Wentz sort of didn't work out thing? No. We can deal with prickly personalities i think it's when other stuff gets brought into the mix that i think causes that division within the fan base and and a lot of people i think would have major issues with acquiring and i don't think that's unique to the eagles fan base i think a lot of fan bases should have issues with targeting a trade at this point in time where do you guys think deshaun watson ends up prediction time well Devo's talked me out of the the eagles train because they were reportedly like seriously, you know, because they have all the draft picks and stuff. Uh, so I think I, Howie Roseman is is interested. Like, I, I think this is the type of move that that's the reason why you kind of stockpile these assets back in the spring. I, so not to take anything away from like what the Eagles are planning. I'm just kind of sharing the, the fans perspective. I mean, I think it's the the the. For me, Denver and Miami also seem like the most reasonable landing spots. That'll, I think, if you're Miami, and say Tua's been looking good the last week and a half or whatever, I don't think that changes your mind. It's sort of like Sam Darlin, if in, in Carolina, if you wanted Deshaun Watson before and you still want him, I think you go after him. Sorry, Debo, but I think it's Philly. I just think they have so much draft ammo that you come in and. You say, all right, it's an open competition. Have Jalen Hurts at least give him a shot, go up against Deshaun Watson. Watson probably wins. But I just think with two first-round picks in 2022 and possibly, probably, likely three first-round picks uh, thanks to the Carson Wentz trade, uh, I I just think they have so much ammo that they're going to make a move. God loves Carson Wentz. I think the sleeper could be the Dolphins. Sleeper. They got Tua. I think Tua. I, I know people are out on Tua going to the season. Me. If you're the if you're the if you're the Texans, don't you kind of want Tua back on a cheap rookie deal to see what he's got? No. What? Know what why? I would rather have Sam Darnold. Tua and two first round picks next year for Watson. I would have three first round picks. I think. God, you went south of Tua. Hey, <laughs> maybe look. I don't want. I mean, the people have written in about this. I just said this while you were giggling about something else that you weren't paying attention. I, Tua may actually be good. This <laughs> maybe good about Ryan can only support one Alabama quarterback at a time, and right now <laughs> Mac Jones has all his support. All my eggs are in the Mac Jones basket. No, I think Tua now that he's a year further past hip surgery has a chance to to be potentially better, but he just didn't look good last year. And that's the reality. So I wonder where the 
organization is on him in terms of the coaching staff in the front office. But if they like what he's doing, maybe they don't think about uh, Deshaun. But I just said before you said it, Brent, that I still think they would probably certainly think about it in much the same way the Panthers would think about it with Sam Darnold on the roster. Oh, I think the Panthers would flip Sam Darnold. And I mean, all right, so if you're the tech, to, to breach his point, so if this is the way, you know, how it works in negotiations, I mean, if somebody, somebody leaks out, this is what we want for him, they're willing to take, I don't know, about 75% of that. So yeah. they said they want a couple of players. I don't think the Panthers are giving up Brian Burns or Jeremy Chin or anything like that. I do think they would. So Sam Darnold and two first round picks. So the Texans do that. What if, what if the Texans want one first round pick and Christian McCaffrey? I do that in a heartbeat for Deshaun Watson. Brenton, you think they do it for Christian McCaffrey, Sam Darnold, and what? No, and first, no, just no, no, just, Sam Darnold, just Christian McCaffrey and a first round pick. I would hope the Texans wouldn't do that, but the Panthers would do that in a heartbeat. I right, feel quite confident be. saying that. Cap, cap space, be damned. Yeah, why? What's the allure of Christian McCaffrey? I mean, he's great, but he's not healthy all the time, and you, you, you know, he can find a running back to do. 65 percent of what he was doing still be successful Agreed. i do I, I i mean i don't think i would say it's mccaffrey darnold two first round picks so the texans do that all of that good lord that's a haul that the, the panthers are giving up a ton Darnold's on a one-year contract mccaffrey you're unloading mccaffrey salary and you would think with two first round picks though you would think with deshaun watson in play your two first round picks are probably you know you're hoping that they're not going to be in the bottom half of the you know first round Top, top half, excuse me. I, I think no matter what happens, I I, I think we're going to see a trade with Deshaun Watson, I would say, before mid-August. It's I, funny you say that because Quincy Avery, his personal quarterbacks coach, said that he thought days ago he might have already been traded. It hasn't happened yet, clearly. He told Adam Schefter that. So, And clearly he's talking more to Deshaun than we are, so he feels like something's going to happen. We'll do the over-under except before or after August 15th. That's the – what do you I guys think? Like, I feel like the over just because nothing's happened since – January, but maybe things start to accelerate in terms of what we so, know. Problem with August fifteenth, and I mean you say this, but it's August first on what Sunday? <laughs> Saturday <laughs> is that the problem with August fifteenth is, you know, at that point, you're asking Deshaun Watson to learn your offense and run your football team in the matter yeah. of two weeks. That's right. It, well, and that's why I think. It but wait, wait, wait. So Johnny, Johnny, before uh, August fifteenth is because if you want. Deshaun Watson be your quarterback this year. You need to get him in training camp as soon as possible. Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo got traded on Halloween, and he won the last five games. Or but he also you, sat out for a month to learn the 49ers system. My point is, August 15th he's, ain't Halloween. You can, he can figure it out. Yeah. No, I mean, like, you can fashion an offense for Deshaun Watson, and Watson can pick it up pretty quickly in the span of a Let me put it to you this way. Who would you rather have, Deshaun Watson starting August 15th or Jared Goff for the entire summer so he can prepare? <laughs> Deshaun Watson. Are, <laughs> are you saying the Lions should trade Jared Goff for Deshaun Watson? Straight up. No questions asked. <laughs> I mean, the Texans will do it. You pull the trigger. Pick up a first round picks. Give us Watson. Um, yeah, I, I, again, the timeline is tricky. It's because we don't know. But when you, you hear Quincy Avery's telling Schefter he's expecting a trade, the Texans are floating out what they want. It does feel like. Well, I feel like Quincy's probably talking to Shawnee, talking to the Texans. Well, that's what I'm saying though. But like, if 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 these people are expecting a tra if a trade feels imminent, doesn't it feel like? Because they can't trade them until the law the lawsuits are wrapped up. I think I would think that would be crazy. I don't know. Maybe maybe Bravos to trade for Deshaun Watson before the lawsuits are wrapped up, especially with the new lawsuits popping out. I wonder why Deshaun would float out the no NDA thing, or if that's some sort of tactic to 
sway potential teams into thinking that maybe this thing is going one way instead of another. Mm, could be. Um, could also be a situation where Deshaun is trying to let other teams know uh, why why this situation isn't resolved yet. It's not listed on the. I mean, I just um, I was going to ESPN because I believe they were the ones who first reported it. Uh, not because I get my news from ESPN, but it wasn't listed mm-hmm. on the page of ESPN, which is a little surprising. In fact, well, well, that is. I mean, it was Rusty Harden, Deshaun Watson's lawyer, just coming out and kind of uh, giving that information out. So it does, Brinson, I actually like that theory that he's trying to put it out there. He's trying to air all of the dirty laundry and saying, this is this is the situation right now. We think that this is under control. We think this is all going to get settled. You should come get Deshaun. I think that was him telling other teams, come make a trade. Yeah. I think- I'm, I'm not sure why else you would do that interview if you're Deshaun Watson's lawyer. Yeah. Well, according to Breach, we'll know in just over two weeks. Under two weeks. All right. Lots, we will have lots more to Sean Watson talk, I am sure. Plus, more training camp talk. Things are heating up now. We'll be back tomorrow with more training camp news and notes. In the meantime, subscribe, rate, and review for John and Ryan and Will. We'll see you guys later. CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. Citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new survivor Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount Plus.